0: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is Auto Line Daily for October 22, 2010, and now the news. Thanks to the new fuel economy regulations in the U.S., more and more automakers are introducing A and B class cars into the market. But do Americans really want small cars? Not according to Ed Tonkin, the chairman of the National Automobile Dealers Association, which represents all the car dealers in the U.S. The Wall Street Journal quotes him as saying, consumers don't buy cars because of fuel efficiency, they prefer horsepower and comfort features. He also says they are skeptical that small cars are safe. Biofuels look like they could be a great way to help reduce our dependence on oil, but researchers in this field say that development of cellulosic biofuels is all tangled up in government regulations over gene modification, Wards reports. The researchers argue that by using gene modification, they can speed the breeding process and also add traits to use less water and reduce cost. Currently, this research is prohibited because of the fear over introducing genetically modified crops into the ecosystem. But scientists say some methods pose a lot less risk than others and that it should not prevent research from being done. You know, I had an interesting experience yesterday. I'm on the jury for the North American Car and Truck of the Year Award. Over the past few days, the jury got together to test drive all the different vehicles up for this year's award. I got a chance to test drive the Hyundai Sonata Hybrid, the first hybrid with lithium-ion batteries. After driving it for a while, I decided to test it against the base Sonata GLS without any hybrid technology. I got one of my fellow jurors to drive the hybrid while I drove the base car, and we took them both out on a 15-mile loop with me following him so that we drove the exact same roads at the exact same speeds. Get this, the hybrid averaged 33.3 miles per gallon, while the base car got 37.2 miles per gallon, nearly four miles to the gallon, better than the hybrid. I think Hyundai's got some work to do on its hybrid, but this also shows just how good the base car is. Another thing I learned at the car and truck of the year award test drive, Chevrolet is going to sell the Volt in Europe. Now, I thought Europe was only going to get the Opel Ampera, which is essentially the same car with a different body on it. But no, the Volt will be sold at Chevrolet dealerships throughout Europe, right up against the Ampera, which will be sold in Opel dealerships. Chevrolet is one of the fastest growing brands in Europe, so I can understand why GM would want to sell the Volt there. But I can only imagine the people at Opel were furious to learn they would not have exclusive access to this technology. After all, Opel needs all the help it can get. Ford revealed its redesigned Ranger pickup truck last week, the truck they're selling in more than 180 countries on five different continents, but not in the U.S. Looks like it's going to be a hard-working and stylish pickup. Between the front fenders, buyers have three options, one Duratec gasoline engine and two DuraTorque diesels. The most powerful delivers up to 470 newton-meters of torque. That's about 347 pound-feet. To make the most of the truck's architecture, Wards reports that Ford's going to develop an SUV based off it. The sport utility version is rumored to seat between seven and eight people. At the earliest, it could debut at the end of 2012. The reason the latest and greatest Ranger will not be sold in the US is that it's just so close in size and capability to the Ford F-150, but it's not big enough to suit the needs of the American full-size pickup truck market. Yesterday, we reported that the 2011 Dodge Journey is getting a big boost under the hood. Chrysler is dropping its brand new Pentastar V6 in there But it's not the only vehicle in the automaker's lineup to get the engine. In the next three years, 13 different cars, trucks and sport utilities will get the power plant. Chrysler is really streamlining its engine lineup, going from seven different V6s to just one. The company is reducing the number of major engine components it produces from 189 down to just 32. The benefits of this are just too numerous to list. Topping the charts, the 2011 Dodge Challenger gets the most potent version, delivering an SAE-certified 305 horsepower and 268 pound-feet of torque. These numbers are all over the V6 versions of the Mustang and Camaro, and it sure is great to see Chrysler getting back into the game again after Cerberus drove it into a ditch. Can Hyundai dealers in the U.S. really sell a luxury car like the Equus? Coming up next, we'll hear from two different dealers with two very different points of view. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. On our television program, AutoLine Line Detroit this weekend, the discussion is all about selling luxury cars. Joining me for that discussion are three dealers, including Ken Mead from the Mead Lexus Group, which sells Lexuses, Chris Consiglio from the Idle Don Motor Group, which has BMW and other brands, and Rob Koernick from the Penske Automotive Group, which handles many different luxury brands. In the following clip, we talk about whether or not Hyundai can be successful selling its new luxury car, the Equus. What do you make of uh, Hyundai coming in with this Equus? And to your point, you said you had a hundred loaners, you've got iPads for your customers to play right. around with. The iPad comes standard in the glove box of the Equus. They say that you as an owner or as a customer will never have to step foot in the dealership. They'll send somebody out to your house, a salesperson, so you can buy it through them. Although I guess in some states, it's not legal to purchase a car except in a dealership. And then they say you'll never have to bring in the car for service. Uh, Will drive the loaner to you. We've do, we've done that for years. We've driven the loaner to them. We've gone to the office to, to consummate a deal. We've we've done all of that. It, it, I th- you know. I wish them well, but, but if not they, that well. Huh? <laughs> if they have a dedicated service lane and they have a you have a, a seventy thousand dollar car and an eighteen thousand dollar car next to it, and the waiting room's crowded. The people who buy seventy thousand dollar cars don't want to wait for that kind of, in that kind of experience. So I uh, wish them well, but I don't think it's going to work. Hmm. Do you think it's going to work, Rob? Well, it, it, it's exactly right. But, you know, the luxury segment has been doing that for for quite some time, so they probably same sort of thing going same, out to people's homes yeah, so they can yes, purchase a car. Yeah, that's right. I mean, maybe not purchasing the car more on the service side. It's mm-hmm. clearly been out there, but um, a little less on the purchase side. And uh, that, is, that is generally what the expectation is, I think, for the most part. Uh, Hyundai is, is very, very interesting. I mean, you, I don't think you can ignore what they have been able to accomplish so far. I mean, you look at the retail sales this year versus last year, and it's terrific and tremendous. And their decrease of their fleet and, and their focus on that upper segment. So I don't, I don't count them out. As a matter of fact, you know, I like them. I, 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 I kind of go with them. I think they are going to be successful. By the way, you can watch that entire show, and it's a good one, on our website at AutolineDetroit.tv. And that wraps up this week for the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you Monday.